Hi, this is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio on your home for it, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network. morning to you. Mike McNamara in for a Thursday edition of All Marine Radio, right here on your home for it, the All Radio, the All Warrior Radio Network. Um, the Mensa Brothers will join me this morning, and uh, and we will, in fact, um, talk about um, the 
the uh, it's kind of the third installment we're doing about the 15th Mew investigation. So what are the implications of this uh, going forward? Um, what do people expect to see from General Monday's investigation? Um, so um, you'll hear them in a few minutes. But there's some there's some big stuff uh, going on. And um, around the world, and, and so I want to touch on that before we we get to um, before we get to uh, the Mensa brothers. Uh, the first thing happened uh, that caught my eye yesterday afternoon when headlines broke that Australia says it canceled state deals on China's Belt and Road Initiative over national interest. Now, um, if you haven't paid attention, Gret Newsham and I have talked about this. You have, I believe they're called provinces in Australia. Um, provinces made deals with the government of China and as part of the China's Belt and Road Initiative. And Australia, in my opinion, doing what's right. And let me tell you, Australia is 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 been a nation that is, it certainly pays a price, but it has told China, yeah, go away. We don't want what you're offering with all the strings and all the bullshit that you have. And Australia's been living this nightmare for a while. All you have to do is read uh, Chinese activity at Australian universities. Very much the same as it is as American in American universities. But uh, the Australians you know, have, you know, talked about it and have taken steps to deal with it. Where the United States, what you have is, you know, greedy universities saying, yeah, we'll take your money. And many of them not reporting it. Anyway, um, the story says this. Australia said on Thursday that it canceled two accords between Victoria State, so maybe their states, not provinces in Australia, and China on the Belt and Road Initiative because they were out of line with the federal government's foreign policy, which sees a free and open Indo-Pacific as a key goal. A Chinese foreign ministry spokesman responded by urging Australia to abandon its Cold War mentality and ideological bias and immediately correct its mistake and change course. Um, amazing, right? <laughs> amazing. The Chinese embassy earlier criticized the move by Foreign Minister Maurice Payne to veto two agreements signed by Victoria State as provocative and said it would further damage ties. Prime Minister Scott Morrison told reporters on Thursday the accords were canceled because his federal government didn't want other levels of government to enter into agreements that conflict with Australia's foreign policy. So, I mean, congratulations to Australia. Um, for doing the right thing. Uh, another article. Um, this is in the uh, in the South China Morning, South China Sea Morning Report, or something like that.
Australia acts as victorious state's belt and road pact with China amid icy ties with Beijing. While agreements on scientific cooperation between the state of Victoria and organizations in Iran and Syria were also canceled, analysts say Canberra's target is Beijing. The foreign arrangement scheme was introduced after months of tensions between Canberra and Victoria's premier. Victoria is a state. I would think it would be a governor, but it's called a premier. Over how to manage ties with China. So again, congratulations to Australia. And let me tell you, I mean, and to me, this things the United States can do, you know. However, Australia is impacted. Then uh, the other free nations of the world t- should take steps to to mitigate that. We'll see if the Biden administration does any of that. All right. And so you're starting to see nations do the right thing. Hello, where is everybody? Um, the next story is, is about the Philippines and in the South China State. Um, I'm just looking for a I'm just looking for a credible source. Um President Duterte of the Philippines prepared to send navy to the South China Sea over resources. Now this published yesterday. So you see reports that he has sent them, but I don't see a credible report that he sent them. Okay. And so again, this is the Philippines pushing back against China as well. Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte said he is prepared to send his military ships to the South China Sea to stake a claim over oil and mineral resources in the disputed part of the strategic waterway. With some critics complaining that Mr. Duterte had gone soft by refusing to push Beijing to comply with an arbitration ruling that came out of the International Court of The Hague years ago that the Philippines is essentially not enforced. He said the public can be assured he would assert the country's claims to resources such as oil and minerals in the South China Sea. Quote, I'm not so much interested now in fishing. I don't think there's enough fish to quarrel about. But when we start to mine, when we start to get ship, get whatever it is in the bowels of the sea, our oil, by the time, by that time, I will send my gray ships there to stake a claim, Mr. Duterte said in a public address on Monday. If they start drilling oil there, I will tell China, is that part of our agreement? If that is not part of our agreement, I will also drill oil there, he said, as he reiterated he wanted to remain friends with Beijing. Mr. Duterte has sought to build an alliance with China and has been reluctant to confront its leadership, having been promised billions of dollars in loans and investment, much of which have yet to materialize, which is frustrating nationalists. The firebrand leader has said 
there was no way for the Philippines to enforce without any bloodshed a landmark 2016 ruling that clarified the Philippines' sovereign rights in its economic exclusion zone. The Chinese embassy in Manila did not immediately respond for a request for a comment. So, Mr. Duterte, I don't believe, has sent ships. He says he'll send ships. So he's tried to walk this line, and again, this is the Chinese way. Okay? Mr. Duterte has sought to build an alliance with China and has been reluctant to confront its leadership, having been promised billions of dollars in loans and investment, much of which has yet to materialize. So that's the Chinese way. It is the, I've got a hammer behind my back and I've got some money in my hand. Here you go. So, um, so again, that in the news. But again, I think the headlines don't cover the reality. And again, if you allow them as they mass their ships, Forbes wrote an article a week ago talking about China had backed down. Um, and... Let me see if I can find that. So Reuters reports the Philippines Duterte would would send Navy ships in the South China Sea to assert claim over resources. So if you if you won't defend your your territory, um, when they're building reefs, all of a sudden when you're going to um, when they're going to drill for oil, then you're going to do it right. Yeah, I don't think it works like that. Either you defend your economic exclusion zone and you do that seriously, or um, if you won't do that, then you get what you get. But again, it's an issue. And, and, and he's President Duterte is getting pressure from members of his government to, um, to defend the Philippine economic exclusion zone. So, I mean, he's... You know, he's out there bloviating about it, and uh, we'll see what happens. This article was written um, a week ago in Forbes, written by a guy named David Axe. And then he says, I write about ships, planes, tanks, drones, missiles, and satellites. The article's entitled, China Blinks as American and Philippine Fleets Challenge Possible Reef Seizure. They first showed up around Whitson Reef in December, a growing number of Chinese boats anchoring hull to hull in the shallow water around the boomerang-shaped reef 200 miles west of the Philippines in the South China Sea. By March, there were around 220 Chinese boats near the reef. It appeared to officials in Manila and Washington that Beijing was about to execute another land grab, potentially leading to the establishment of yet another Chinese military outpost in disputed waters. In mid-April, the Chinese boats began dispersing. What happened in the intervening month is clear. The U.S. and the Philippine navies deployed powerful forces to the region, while diplomats plainly stated that Chinese occupation of a reef inside the Philippines' economic exclusion zone would warrant a military response. Quote, the Chinese have blinked, said Jerry Hendricks, a retired Navy officer and off 
author of To Provide and Maintain a Navy. Of course, it remains to be seen for how long they blinked. Beijing's forces began moving into the South China Sea in the mid-2000s, seizing islands that, in many cases, several Southeast Asian countries also claimed. The operations are similar. Vessels belong to the PLA's Army and Navy Maritime Militia. In in essence, patrol boats disguised as fishing boats surrounded a disputed island, forcing out the vessels of rival nation. Dredgers move in next, wrecking ecologically fragile reefs in order to build a solid foundation of rock and sand. Construction crews build roads, ports, barracks, and military airfields. Military personnel move in. Sensors and weapons appeared. Planes and warships began visiting. Today, the People's Liberation Army maintains 27 major island outposts in the East and South China Seas, including one particularly provocative one in the Fiery Cross Reef, 100 miles west of Whitsum Reef. So anyway, that's how the Chinese do it. So again, Chinese take a bit longer view of all this stuff. Um, Those boats have dispersed for the time being. Rest assured, they will come back. Question is, will the Chinese and the United States continue uh, to confront that? The other story is Russian troops on the Ukraine border. Axios reporting, Russia announces an end to the massive troop buildup near the Ukraine. Moscow Times, Russia to withdraw troops from the Ukraine border and the Crimea. Al Jazeera, Russia to pull back troops from the Ukraine. So, again, Vladimir Putin is plays this game better than anybody else. So look for... In my opinion, and here's the story from Reuters this morning, but look for this to become a drama, and Putin will you know, play the drama for all it's worth. Russia ordered its top army command to begin returning troops to their permanent bases inside the country from Friday, saying it had successfully completed a snap inspection of forces in its south and west near the border of the Ukraine. The announcement prompted the ruble to rise sharply following weeks of tension with the West over a major major Russian military buildup near the Ukraine. It wasn't clear if the rebasing order covered all of the forces involved in that buildup. The EU's top diplomat said on Monday that Russia had massed some 100,000 troops near the border. The troops are supposed to return to their bases by May 1st. So again, that that drama in the news. And then the other thing that's in the news, um, again, and this is how I mean, we've watched this, and, and I've been talking about this for I don't know how long. And then there's the failure of the media to report the truth. Okay, and so the Derek Chauvin verdict is being prepared to be read, and there's an incident 
in Columbus, Ohio. And the inability to to write this story and to tell the truth and if you watch the video ohio man told me about it yesterday and then i saw the video yesterday i actually i did go looking for it it was on a monitor and i stopped and i watched and ohio man's absolutely right it's crazy what you see you see the the body cam footage from the police officer and you see a woman come flying and hit the ground on the sidewalk as he looks like he's walking from the street across the strip of grass to the sidewalk, right? You see this woman and then you see a guy kick her in the head. And off to the left, I think most of you have seen this video, you see a girl in pink being grabbed by somebody with a knife in their hand. And that person has the knife, right, poised to stab somebody. Now, you're a police officer. What is your responsibility? To protect and serve. So somebody's about to possibly get murdered right in front of you. What do you do? So, so then you see the reaction around the, the nation to that. I mean, do, do you not have eyes? Can we, can we not even have a discussion about the facts? You have guys like LeBron James tweeting the, the, this cop's picture. And saying, you're next? New story about this, 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 this girl, this black girl that was, that was killed innocently by the police. And you just look at it and it's just head shaking in this country. What do you do as it? I mean, this is third world country shit. When major media outlets won't report the facts as they, as they appear to everybody that watches that. So let me ask you this. So would you rather have the girl that's about to be stabbed? Would you rather have her dead? Because that's what pipe might happen. But again, it's you watch this on a daily basis. And you think, good God, man. This is like Banana Republic shit. And that's why you see people have such a jaded around the world, such a jaded opinion of their news organizations, and they laugh. Well, so-and-so wrote, in I saw in your paper, they laugh at you. Like, yeah, that paper's owned by somebody. They don't tell the truth. Are we becoming that in this country? And if you watch these stories, if you watch these stories, that's... That's the narrative. AP, let me just read you a few headlines now. 
Columbus officer fatally shoots girl swinging a knife. She wasn't swinging a knife. She was about to stab somebody. From USA Today, protests across Columbus following the fatal police shooting of this girl. What we know. And you see you see different you see different headlines and you just have to you just have to ask yourself do we not have eyes and can we not talk about the truth? What would you have that officer do? Maybe somebody should interview the mother of the girl who was about to be stabbed. I I don't know. I don't I, I don't know, but I watch this stuff on a daily basis and you know crazy. So uh with all that said, good morning to you. United States Marine Corps Band makes this morning official. Good morning. <laughs> This is dedicated to the nation of Australia, to their government for showing the rest of the world, right, um, the courage in spite of what it will cost you economically to push back against a Chinese nation that seeks to dominate the world. Well done.
you're betraying your whole life if you don't say what you think and you don't say it honestly and bluntly what keeps you awake at night nothing i keep other people awake at night for this campus had prepared him well <clears throat> i'm very confident that thank you very much <clears throat> if this was vodka it'd be a lot better speech <clears throat> <clears throat> but I'm not supposed to glamorize alcohol anymore, so young folks, you ignore what I just said. We just have to execute. And we are executing every day, and Sergeant Major and I are very proud of what you do. Doesn't mean we can't get better. We don't, we don't want to make a mistake to learn. We don't want to lose to learn. We cannot lose if we have to go fight. We got to do what these Marines did here 75 years ago. Persevere against difficult challenging conditions and odds and win. You gotta win. Alright, time for us to check the weather and then the Mensa brothers will come to you promptly. Uh, currently cloud in Quantico down the coast. That can't be right. Hold on. It is. Cloudy in 48 in Quantico. Cooled off dramatically from yesterday. Um, sunny in 53 down the coast of Camp Lejeune. 29 Palms, sun in 64. Pendleton, partly sunny and 57. Camp Smith in Hawaii, dark cloudy 69. Okinawa, dark cloudy 70. Darwin in the great nation of Australia, dark cloudy in 81. At the home of Almerine Radio, it is cloudy in 59. Looking for a high today of 64, 63 on Friday, 65 on Saturday, 65 on Sunday. That is a uh, that is a look at your weather here on a uh, on a Thursday. So, uh, without further ado, uh, the Mensa brothers uh, join me, and uh, we have a we recorded this last night. Uh, we have a, uh, actually we recorded a couple nights ago. Now that I think about it, I was doing a seminar last night. Um, and, um, we talk about implications for the Marine Corps. And, uh, so I will get out of the way and allow you to listen to that. Um, I will tell you that, um, again, I think when you broaden the lens and you, and you link several, very high-profile investigations um, in a relatively that have happened in a relatively short period of time. Um, the conclusions are disturbing relative to um, the conduct of leaders and the overall operational discipline of the force. So, with that said, here are the Mensa brothers. 